On this episode, we talk about Microsoft's earnings, the Skype messaging app finally comes into view, and if you're a fan of Microsoft products, October is going to be a fantastic month for you. This is the Redmond Report. Let's just dive in, because this week has been crazy for Microsoft, and per usual, there is a lot of things on the horizon that have come up. I've had a lot of good conversations this week, and let's dig into the Redmond Report. So kind of got to start things off um, a little bit earlier with the earnings call. Got to do our due diligence here. So Microsoft lost $2.1 billion um, in the latest quarter. And that's a purely financial statement-based loss. They had to do a write-down of the Nokia assets. And what that means is that they took their assets and said, you know what, what we paid for these aren't really worth what we paid for them. So essentially what Nadella is saying is that Balmer drastically overpaid for the phone hardware that they purchased and that the value of the assets today is not what they paid for them, um, so much so that they have to take a financial loss on the, on the purchase. And it's essentially equivalent to saying, okay, the money we, we bought with this stuff um, last year, we're just, we're just going to act like we never had it. And to do that, they have to say, we're writing down the assets, which is what inevitably led to the quarter being a, a loss. But from a cash flow perspective, which is, um, for the layman terms, that's how much money they're bringing in and how much money they made, um, they still had a very positive quarter. They actually made $6.4 billion in operating income. Now, it is important to note that that is still down from the prior year. So yes, they, they did make money this quarter. On paper, they reported a loss, but they actually, their bank account did grow um, by, by several billion dollars. But overall, it still was a, a slower quarter. But on the other side of that, the analyst projections um, were a bit lower than what Microsoft reported. So they actually came in near the top of the analysts' ratings, um, or I should say EPS, earnings per share estimates. So on one hand, you have on paper they had a loss. Um, on the other side, they did make money, but they didn't make as much money as last quarter. But from an analyst perspective and Wall Street perspective, they were still um, doing quite well for the quarter. Uh, they, they beat what many thought they would do. And the reason for that is because when you say that you have Windows 10 coming and it's going to be free, uh, it really does impact Windows 8 and impacts hardware, even though they try to say, oh, it's free upgrades and all that good stuff. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's still going to impact the consumer and how they are going to operate. So just kind of just running through that stuff. It's They did lose on paper, but they did make some money. So it's not, if anybody wrote that Microsoft is doomed, um, that's just inadequate knowledge on their part. Um, other couple of things too, Windows Phone is always a big deal. And so they did have a huge decline in Windows Phone revenue, uh, actually a 68% decline. Now most of that comes from their uh, licensing and revenue, or licensing model, which means they go to OEMs who are selling Android stuff, twist their arm and say, hey, give us a royalty. And I'm curious because they had such a large loss on this. Um, if you remember, they've started landing deals with these OEM partners to include their apps. Um, notably Samsung is part of that where they, they ship with that stuff I'm wondering if in the phone segment they said you know what we're going to reduce our royalties if you start including our apps because they got to give something to gain something right 
And that's what I'm thinking that is happening here, is that they said, okay, we're gonna start doing this stuff and just take the loss. They already knew they were gonna write down the assets anyways. Um, on the flip side though, they did actually sell more phones that quarter. They sold 8.4 million devices, but again, they were all in this low end segment, which is generally low margin. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but at the end of the day, um, Windows Phone, it didn't have a great quarter. They technically moved more more phones, but revenue's down. Nadella is saying, hey, we need to reshift our phone strategy, which we talked about last week, and that's just the way um, the earnings went. So kind of moving on from earnings, because it's kind of a dry subject unless you care about that stuff, which I, I personally, I really do, but I know that not everybody cares about getting into the nitty gritty of these financials. Um, but I want to move on to something that's a little bit more interesting here. <clears throat> the Skype messaging app for uh, Windows for the desktop. Windows 10 already has technically a messaging app on the phone, but on the desktop here. So this is really, I don't want to say this was like a dirty play by Microsoft, but they went and updated an old blog post. Um, one that went out, I think June 11th or something like this. What was it? Uh, they updated a blog post that went live. Yeah, June 11th. And then they updated it July 7th. They and they didn't tell anybody, and so I I was in New York City and I was asking about this stuff um, last week, and they said, "Oh no, there's there's nothing, to, we don't have anything to talk about." And then so I get an email from Microsoft that says, "Hey, we actually did update this old blog post on the seventh of July about what you're asking," and this is a very Microsoft thing to do where they say, oh no, we're not gonna talk about it. Oh crap, wait, yes, we already did put information out there. Sorry we forgot to tell anybody because nobody had read this stuff. And so what it says, it says later this summer, we will roll out a preview for universal Skype experiences built into messaging phone and video apps on Windows 10. These new app, these new lightweight apps will make tasks like calling and messaging more efficient and easier. So that's a pretty big, statement right there if you really think about it and start to dig into it because first off what they said is later this summer which ends september 22nd so within you know two months or so we should have preview versions of these apps but where it really gets interesting it says built into messaging phone and video apps on windows 10. now this is a kind of a confusing statement because it's saying the the messaging app which we knew but then there's also also this phone and video app. So what is what is going on here? Are they talking about phone and video on Windows 10 Mobile? This would be a very interesting place to do this because this blog post, if I believe correctly, is yes, it's all talking about the desktop apps, and it was actually the where they made this announcement was in the same blog post where they killed off the modern application, and they said, oh yeah, here come these new apps, which to some extent makes a little bit of sense because is what they're saying is okay we're killing this modern universal i don't even know if it's universal this modern app and we're going to replace it with universal apps which is fair but um it would have been cool if they would have given us a heads up about it but anyways but then it says these new 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 being the key word here new apps new apps for the desktop so it looks like what they're doing unless there's confusion here which it's it, again it is microsoft so this is not a big surprise is that they're breaking out the Skype experience into three different components. 
like, think about that for a second. So they're taking Skype and they're going to say, okay, if you want to do Skype calling, you got to open this app. If you want to do Skype messaging, you have to open this app. Or if you want to do Skype um, phoning or just pure phone, I guess, you open another app. Uh, they do say in the same thing that the classic desktop app is, is not going away. But what it sounds like is they're doing, they're breaking it up into three different things. So if you only care about messaging, you'll get this nice, neat little interface. Um, but they very specifically say apps, plural, and then they list three of them, and they also say new. And it would not be unlike Microsoft to consider an update a completely new app. Um, but it, it generally sounds like these apps are coming to the desktop. And they should be here by the end of summer, and they should be here in preview state. And we'll see. Um, I still have a lot of issues with Skype in my Outlook.com account. Um, for example, I leave Outlook.com tab open all the time. I can now finally mute notifications. But if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I rage because if I get a message on the desktop app or a phone call or whatever, the tab will start blinking zero new messages. And this happens at least once a day. And I cannot fathom how Microsoft is not seeing this. Uh, ignoring the issue that they launched this product with no way to mute notifications at all. So what I'm getting at here is so they're going to launch these three apps and I will go crazy if they come out and message read syncs are not working. Like for example, if you get a desktop notification and then the messaging app is telling you you have something and they're not syncing and they just push out this crap again, I am going to, I'm going to go crazy because Skype is such a good product that Microsoft is bastardizing with these horrible release cadences of just bad products. <laughs> like they bought Skype and they, they've done some good things, but at the same time, they cannot seem to push out a product that just does not have apocalyptic issues. Um, if you remember, I think it was about a year ago, roughly or so, there was an issue that if you had multiple devices running Skype, and let's say you answered on the desktop and you had it running on your Surface, your Surface would keep ringing. It would not stop ringing or your phone would keep ringing. It was, I, I don't know how they push this stuff out. I don't know if they just don't test it. I don't know what they do or how these people end up uh, releasing this software that, with bugs that just seem so crazy. Um, but anyways, I could, I could rant about Skype for an excessively long number of hours. And I have talked with some of these guys through email when, they, when I say I have issues. But um, if I know that there's an issue, if it's a granular problem, I'm, I'm okay with that. But if it's something big, such as not being able to mute notifications in the Outlook.com tab, um, that, that's just unacceptable to release a product like that. But this is Microsoft after all. Skype it seems recently has been the low-hanging fruit. It used to be Windows 8 for a while, but um, Skype really seems to have taken the cake for being the low-hanging fruit. But, I don't know. Anyway, other dumb thing. If Microsoft released a new emoji, or whatever you want to call it, in Windows or in Skype, that if you do um, open colon or open parentheses, type Windows 10, close parentheses, it will create a little emoji in there that um, is a, what is it? It's the ninja cat riding on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It, and it's very small too. I don't, I don't know why they didn't include the high res version of it again. It's a Microsoft Skype thing to do is only release the low res version in, in the Skype app, but whatever. You can go ahead and do that. But anyways, 
Um, there's a lot to to keep going here because um, let's see, Surface 3 with LTE. Here's a fun thing about Surface 3 with LTE that nobody else, I believe, knows. So earlier this week, AT&T released a blog post that said Surface 3 with LTE is coming on Friday. And, you know, great, great. We're finally getting some word. There were a couple readers who pinged me and, and asked, um, hey, Brad, when's Surface 3 with LTE coming? In the, and this is the U.S., by the way. I said, um, you know, I've been hearing soon, but let me just reach out to Microsoft. And they said, ah, you know, it'll be soon. We're blah, 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 boilerplate language. Um, and then AT&T, bam, shoves this post out. And I am extremely confident that AT&T pushed that post out early. It was not supposed to go out. It was supposed to go out today with the actual Microsoft post. So AT&T, I don't know if they broke an embargo or whatever, but or if they were just trying to beat the press wave or what their intentions were. But anyway, so you can buy this thing. Um, if you really want a Surface 3 with LTE, you can buy it on AT&T um, right now. You can buy it, I believe, through the Microsoft Store. But uh, I checked, last time I checked, it was not actually available yet through the online site, but you should be able to go into a Microsoft Store. I would call ahead if you are really gung-ho on this stuff. And just for clarification on pricing here, because AT&T did some goofy thing with their announcement. Um, their writing was that the Surface 3 with LTE, the C64 gigabyte model, can be purchased for $399 with any Lumia smartphone purchased on AT&T Next. Or you can buy a tablet for zero down and 30 months, or $30 a month for 20 months. They never listed the full price, but what that comes out to is $600. Uh, I asked Microsoft and they sent me the spec sheet that they released earlier, and just, just for total clarification on either AT&T or T-Mobile, which we'll talk about here in a second, the device is 64 gigabyte is 599 the 128 gigabyte is 699 and that's with the lte chip in it and it's i believe an unlocked chip i would double check on that i when they initially announced the surface 3 with lte they they very actively said it was an unlocked um chip lte chip and i don't believe that's changed and you can just chuck your sim in there for t-mobile if you want to use the device on that um, T-Mobile is not selling this in their stores, and starting, I think it's July 31st, is they are going to be selling it through their at-work program. So essentially their corporate clients will have access to a Surface 3 LTE directly from T-Mobile. Um, to kind of backfill on this, at the Microsoft Store, they are selling AT&T and T-Mobile SIMs. That I don't know if they're selling or giving, I don't know what they, I, don't, I can't imagine having to pay for a SIM if you do. Um, be very weary unless it's like 10 cents or something but you can get a sim from t-mobile at the microsoft store to get your device onto that network so those devices are out there nothing out for sprint or verizon which i've been hearing a lot of weird things about microsoft and verizon lately um i'll just throw this out there that i've heard that <laughs> verizon um, they have a very long storied past microsoft and verizon um one of the companies dropped the ball on the kin, if you remember, and that's why the kin was completely dead upon launch. I think it was Microsoft who dropped the ball, and then Verizon said, we're not going to give you a discounted rate on it, uh, a discounted data package. Just killed the whole product line um, because of that. And so, anyways, jump forward to today, and we don't see an announcement from Verizon, which it could still come, don't get me wrong. It could still very much out there. I don't have any definitive things either way. Although I have heard that Verizon is not happy with Lumia's sales. 
and um, yeah, so that relationship may not be doing too well, and to the point where I've heard that they may not continue. I don't. I, again, don't take this as a hundred percent fact. We hear lots of things, and it's part of my job is to try to figure out what's real and what's true, and. Um, trying to get that information to you guys to see if you guys know anything is always extremely helpful. Uh, but that's what I've heard is that Verizon is not happy with Lumia sales and the progress that Microsoft is doing. And now that Microsoft is pretty much saying, screw the carriers, we're going to go around them. And um, yeah, as the comments point out, um, if Microsoft or if Verizon did a better job of knowing how to sell Lumias, they might actually sell some. If you've ever gone into a Verizon store and tried to buy a Lumia, um, it's a terrible experience. They pretty much say, don't buy this. And that's paraphrasing, but you'd have to be extremely vehement um, on buying a Lumia. Otherwise, they will very quickly try to push you towards... Typically, it's an Android phone. I think they make more money on those, which is why. And then, of course, they will sell you an iPhone if that's what you want. So, anywho, that's what's going on. Um, let's see with... Hear my Windows phone blowing up in the background. Anyways, that's kind of Surface 3 LTE. And also big this week, um, coming out of Microsoft, is the fact that they have launched their first commercial for Windows 10. Uh, behind the scenes, they've already geared up the marketing machine, and obviously um, it takes a while to produce a commercial, but they're really going public with all this stuff. They're really, really going out there now. They're doing 10 days of... Um, Windows 10 features leading up to launch and releasing these cheesy videos uh, every day and they're having their one week on campus and so they've been really just kind of bringing this stuff to life right and so they finally released their first commercial and it features a lot of babies and babies just kind of like growing up or not growing up but moving around and Microsoft says these kids won't have to worry about passwords because of Windows Hello uh, they won't have to worry about security and then they show off a couple of Cortana features and the feedback to this stuff was um, pretty typical. I probably could have guessed it. And Microsoft knows this too. Is the, the comments went straight towards these commercials are awful. They're awful. They're they're not telling you what Windows 10 is. They're not showing off enough features. And this is exactly what I would have expected from the interwebs. And I have to tell you, I think the commercials are fantastic. And let me explain why. So the commercial features little kids, um, toddlers, to toddler age, I would guess, maybe a little bit younger. And the reason why they are perfect is because these commercials are not targeted at... If you're listening to this podcast, you are ideally not a target customer for these commercials. You already know about Windows 10. You already know pretty much probably everything there is um, to know about it for the most part. These commercials are targeted at people who don't know, who don't know anything about Windows 10, which is where the comments come from. They need to show more. Uh, what's going on, and that's the... No, 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 they don't need to. They need to raise awareness about the brand. And how do you do that? So what they did is they threw kids on the screen. And any parent, and my, I'm a parent myself, and I talked about this with other people who have kids, anybody who has a kid will instantly start watching this commercial. You can't not, because it, it either invokes memories of when you had children and when they were growing up and all the falling and just curiosity of children, if you've ever been around a, a toddler or younger or whatever, they're just very curious little people. They're very curious. And that's what they're showing here is how curious these little kids are just growing up and just doing things that kids do. And as a parent, you look at this and you remember it and it sucks you in. It really does. And then you get that blast of the Windows 10 branding, the Cortana stuff. 
And I really think it's a good captivating commercial. It's not an education commercial. It's a captivating commercial that introduces the brand and very gently starts to talk about Cortana and how it's going to be better. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be more detailed commercials coming, and I'm, I'm very confident in this. But for right now, it's trying to just build to say, okay, here's Windows 10. Just get used to that name, just Windows 10. Oh, look, here's a here's a splash of Cortana. Oh, look, they highlighted the start menu very quickly. They don't need to these long, drawn-out things. They have the web access, and if somebody goes to Google or Bing and types in Windows 10, Microsoft is right there covering it. So just kind of remember that. This is not... This is a very general, broad commercial trying to gain access. And Apple does the same thing. If you remember, they had a Christmas ad where they had an I, a kid with an iPhone just making a family movie. That's all he was doing. And they just showed how simple it was on an iPhone. All he did was just, it showed very different scenes of him just filming things. And then at the end, it showed him just the video. It showed nothing about the phone. It showed nothing about the software. It just showed that you could do this. And that's what Microsoft is doing here. They're just showing emotional connection to the commercial to get you to pay attention and then they they introduce lightly at the end of the day the the beginnings of the features and so that's where <clears throat> that's where this commercial was headed and the comments just read the comments they're they're fun because that's not a, the target demographic and if you think that them just going for spending millions of dollars to show for one minute straight Cortana, it would not go over very well. It just it, That's not the way you want to introduce a brand new product, especially the way Microsoft is doing. And I'm actually happy because generally Microsoft's commercials have been terrible. And so they're finally, I, they did some overhauling of their marketing department um, recently. And so it's been quite good to see that... Um, that they're finally getting getting their act together here. So that's the Windows 10 commercial. Expect a lot more. Microsoft is hosting their one week also uh, starts on Monday. So Microsoft is hosting one week. I got a nice little post up on Neowin. Um, just you can check it out if you just search uh, Neowin one week. Um, you should it should come up pretty high on the search rankings because they built a couple tents where they call like Hack City and then Microsoft Central. And what they're going to do is they have this big hackathon that's going to go on. They're going to do, <clears throat> you can guarantee there's going to be some sort of huge party on campus because of Windows 10 being announced and all that good stuff. And it's all going to be part of this one week. And another thing Microsoft is actually allowing their employees to do, and I believe it's limited up to 2,000 employees, is they're allowing people to volunteer as well. Like if you don't want to come to work on the 29th and you'd rather go work for, um, like, I don't know if Habitat for Humanity was on the list, but that they're usually on there because they're a very respectable organization, is uh, you can go volunteer because Microsoft is pushing this upgrade your world. That's what they're they're saying with Windows 10 is upgrade your world. And so what? how do you upgrade your world? Um, you know, you go volunteer. If you've never volunteered, highly recommend it. You'll feel great about yourself. It's a good way to spend some time and just give back to a community. But anyway, so they're letting their Microsoft employees go do this. They have to sign up and whatnot. You can't just not show up to work. Um, and they have to do it to keep an amount of people, you know, make sure things don't crash and the live, you know, all the services are still going. But that's something they're allowing their employees to do. Um, another thing I've heard, and I... I believe Microsoft has talked about this too. If you want to upgrade to Windows 10 and you're not quite sure how, um, I believe you can take your machine actually into a Microsoft store and they will help you walk through the process. Um, I think it'd be hilarious if people brought a huge desktop 
or an iMac or something in to say, hey, help me up to upgrade this to Windows 10. But that's just another way they're trying to reach out to the community. So let's get into the more fun things here. Because <clears throat> there's a... Uh, that's kind of just been all public banter. So some Paul Thurot, good friend of mine, wrote some interesting stuff about Windows 10 RTM. And he wrote, there is no RTM. There is none. And it kind of seems baffling. And so actually Microsoft called me this week because I was emailing them um, questions about this. And so Microsoft, this is kind of a, there is no RTM, but there is an RTM. Because of Windows as a service, Microsoft just is kind of wants to move away from, we actually release this to manufacturing. But I can tell you that the build of Windows 10 that should be shipping on new hardware, and this is really granular stuff, but the build of Windows 10 that should be on new hardware on the 29th is 10.0.10240, so just 10.240.16391. Um, I believe that is the RTM build that the OEMs are gonna ship on new hardware. And so the, the thing about that is, is if you're a Windows Insider, I believe you already have a newer version of this. So just kind of keep that in mind. The insiders are going to be ahead of the hardware that ships. Now when that hardware ships, just like any other Microsoft machine in the world, you're going to get it, you're going to open it up, and you're going to need to run updates. You're never going to be able to get away from this. But that should update it to whatever the insider build is, or roughly whatever the last approved build. So... Um, and the reason why I came up with that number is, well, I'll explain next week where that number came from, but it, it, it's directly from Microsoft. So, yes, as the comments point out, you, you guys do have 10240. That is absolutely correct. And it's, this, it's RTM. Um, RTM, it's the public release build. That's why the keys don't work. That's why you can't do a fresh install right now. This is the real deal. I mean, you're essentially running the public version of Windows 10. July 29th at this point, I believe, is just a formality. Don't get me wrong, they might push out um, other updates on that day and might do something fun. But from my understanding is that's the release build and that's what's going on. So, oh gosh, all my Windows phones are blowing up. I've been charging things because um, Gabe alluded to a new Windows phone, Windows 10 mobile build coming out soon. So I do the ritual of charging up different devices to see which ones are um, going to find the build first. Although both my Lumia icons, I have two of them are still stuck on the previous build, whatever the current version is, and they can't see the update, so I've got to go do the old fun Nokia or Lumia Windows Phone Restore trick and then go back and go forward. Um, speaking of Windows Phones, I did get a... Actually, it was on last week's show. You heard the knock on the door and probably my dog going crazy. And unfortunately, I didn't realize I had to sign for the package, but that was a Lumia 640, and I actually have it, and I've been playing with it. It's a good phone. Um, it's large. And I've got the 640 as well. And I don't know. Uh, there's definitely a certain demographic that is going to like this phone. I don't, if you like large phones and you like Windows phones, um, 640 seems to be doing all right. It is, it's very big. And I will tell you this because I'm not a smart human. You can actually put on the plastic back white cover. And mine is white, I should say. Um, upside down. So just be aware of that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why the buttons were in the wrong place and it will completely snap too. So, um, yeah, so check it out. It's worth a look if you like Windows phones. Um, the 640 is still quite good too. 
the actually I really like this white the 640 XL I have has the white matte finish on it and it's I think I like the matte finish better than the glossy um, I've never been a real big fan of glossy finishes on phones to begin with because they're generally like fingerprint magnets but the white one seems to be uh, I mean yeah it's not showing anything it's um, it's a good phone it's definitely worth checking out so let's kind of on the uh, on the on the Windows Phone bent. Um, Dan um, and I were chatting, and, and he got a really good scoop on this. So so the upcoming flagships for uh, Windows Phone have been they've been leaked. The specs have been leaked. Um, I'm very confident that these are accurate. I have, uh, my own sources are saying, yeah, these are these are right. Um, and so what we've got here essentially are two different phones. One's called Talkman, and that has a 5.2-inch WQHD display. And we also have a Cityman, um, which is a 5.7-inch WQHD display. And so what's interesting about these devices is that it almost looks like they're kind of the same phone, but one smaller and one larger. And But anywho... They're going to ship with th 3 gigs of RAM, 32 gigabytes of storage, 20 megapixel um, pure view rear camera with triple LED flash for the city man. Triple LED flash, which seems like such overkill in my opinion. Um, aluminum, it looks like they're going to have aluminum side buttons for the city man. The city man appears to be the, uh, the more flagship one because it's the larger phone. And QI wireless charging for both devices. Um, this, the smaller phone has a 3,000 milliamp hour battery. Larger one has 33 milliamp, and they both have front um, five megapixel um, cameras, and so and they will charge over USB Type C. These phones are the real deal. These are these are high end spec phones, and it's believed that they're going to launch at IFA, and I'll, I'll say that with some reservation, but that sounds right to me, and you'll see why here when we talk about the Surface Pro 4. Because trust me, there's some good stuff coming. Um, Anyways, they're supposedly going to launch at IFA, and that's early September. I want to say it starts September 4th, around that date. So keep in mind, if you're going to be, if you want a flagship Windows phone, not the, there really isn't a flagship Windows phone on the market, so you really didn't have any options to begin with anyways. But these phones seem like they are going to be worth waiting for. Now, the interesting thing about the City Man is it's said to come with a cover. Uh, almost kind of like a surface type cover, but I don't think it's actually a keyboard, but it's going to be more of along the lines of like what HTC has with their dot view, but not look like a dot view, but has a cover that's um, more than just a cover. It's some sort of features and functional, but also that the City Man is said to have pen support. Pen support. So Microsoft is huge. Microsoft loves... If you ever want to make Microsoft happy, here's all you got to do is you got to talk to them and say, you know what, I really love your inking support. Don't say pen support. Don't say stylus. Say inking support. They love this stuff. They love inking. Um, for better or for worse, it is pretty good. Um, it's built into Edge. It's built into Windows. But they love the word inking. And so they're building it said to be into the City Man phone. And you're going to be able to take notes, stylus it up for whatever, pen it up, ink it up, do whatever you want with it. And those phones should be here this fall. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how these devices shake out. Um, Pricing-wise, more specifically, what carriers they're going to launch on. Um, I think AT&T is probably a lock. They've been 
doing a lot of things with AT&T. Verizon, I'm not so confident in right now. Um, T-Mobile, potentially. So I'm hoping that they're just completely wide open at this time. Um, so 3D Touch. No, that phone has been killed. Um, I, I have pictures of it, but I can't post them. Um, it didn't look like much. I don't believe 3D Touch is going to make it into this. So, yeah, the 3D Touch stuff was kind of a gimmick, um, which is why it was killed. But one thing that should be coming with this is Windows Hello support. And this is a no-brainer. This is going to become a theme across Microsoft's flagship products. Windows Hello is the new bread and butter. Windows Hello is, is awesome, and I'll have some more about that next week. But Windows Hello should be shipping on these devices, which means... Now think about Microsoft's commercial where you have to you no longer have to worry about passwords. All you do is you turn these phones, face them at your turn them at your face, and you're logged in. No fingerprint reading, no PIN password, nothing. Just it looks at you and says, "Hey, that's Brad," and lets you in. And this stuff, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming with these phones. They are definitely premium. Expect them to be priced premium. Expect Microsoft to use these devices, um, it, it would, by all accounts, these phones should be able to run Phone Continuum as well. More about that next week. Um, <clears throat> phone Continuum should be coming with this stuff, which I will talk, yeah, that's coming next week. Um, phone Continuum will be there. Yeah, did I say Phone Continuum enough? Because I think I have. But that's a really cool feature that's coming. And yeah, so Microsoft is gonna try to figure out how to differentiate these phones from everybody else, and I think um, you know they're going to do a pretty good job here, they're at least from a hardware perspective. It will give Windows fans something to be excited about. Not only that, it'll give them options too. You'll have a choice. You'll have a choice. Um, City Man or Talk Man. And we shall see. The one thing that does make me um, a little bit nervous about the specs that came out, um, it says that they're going to have polycarbonate bodies, which Polycarbonate is a fancy word for plastic. It's what every Lumia device is made out of, and it really drives me nuts. I just want uh, kind of a deviation here. So Panos Panay um, is now the head of all the premium products at Microsoft, premium hardware products, to clarification. I'm really hoping that he builds a true Surface phone. If, if it's going to happen, he's the one to do it. And the reason why I get a little nervous about this stuff is... Like the Lumia icon actually has a really nice metal band and a, and a black back um, polycarbonate body. If they do that, I, I think I'll be okay with it. I really do. Um, but if the whole thing is along the lines of like what a Lumia 640 is, where it's just everything is plastic all day, every day, plastic everywhere you touch, plastic, then that that's not a flagship. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, I thought I saw the word aluminum in the... It says aluminum side buttons for the specs, which alludes to more of a Lumia icon style, which would be fantastic. Um, it, it would be good. I, I could tolerate that, because if they can do a back white matte plastic finish with the, with the aluminum side and all that good stuff, I think it'll be all right. I really do. Um, but let's go let's go down the the fun path here so surface pro 4 um, all right so things are always shifting um, I say with a caveat and generally my rule is just like inside my head is that it's not really official until I write it in a blog post and put it on Neowin 
But I'm fairly confident that October is going to be a very good month for Microsoft fans. A very, very, very good month, or around that time. Um, I believe Microsoft is going to hold an event um, to announce the Pro 4. And it might it should be on the west coast i believe uh, the last was last one was on the east coast but again this is all you got to you got to remember we are potentially 2 months away 3 months away from when this could come out so um, these things change right i don't believe they've booked a venue yet but these things can change but i i, I think it's going to be around the october time frame and if i believe it should be running um, intel skylake processor microsoft or has already proven that they can get their hands on the early bit chips. They did it with the Surface 3. They were the first to come out with Atom Cherry Trail. Intel has already said that Skylake products will be out um, in the second half of 2015. And the Surface Pro 4 should have Skylake, should be USB um, Type-C, should have Windows Hello support, and should have some other general improvements. I'm still digging around with the type cover as well. I'm not, not too confident about that stuff yet, so I don't want to go too deep into that. Um, some general improvements there, and it's it's going to turn out to be a really good machine. Just think, it's going to be flagship. It has to be. That's what the Surface brand has represented. The Pro line, I should say. The Pro line has always represented um, showing the best of type world, and so it should come with all those nifty features. And look, uh, keep your eyes around October, and other things that should be coming in October should be the Band Two. The Band Two is targeted for around that time as well. Um, I've heard heard through the grapevine maybe um, kind of curved display there more specifically I heard that the feedback of the flat display was that it's not good uh, it, it it just didn't work out too well and I'm a I'm not a big fan of the flat display because if you're like I ha I wear have to wear it screen side face down and which means it just gets scratched to everything um, you know, use your favorite adjectives in there. And the other problem is I can't use it while typing because it restricts my arm from rocking back and forth. So that's what's coming with the band two. I don't really know too much about it. Again, we're a couple months away and I, I throw all these disclaimers out there because by the very nature, the information that comes out is never clean. Nobody it's a very rare day when I get something that's leaked from like a marketing team and it's just very clear cut and dry. It's a lot of, a lot of hearsay, a lot of things going on. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. And just kind of some other random tidbits is that Microsoft released another update from Windows 10 build. Um, I believe that was yesterday, late yesterday. Um, what else do we have going on in the world of Microsoft? They've got this huge marketing campaign. Um, the other thing that's kind of waiting for here too is the more details about the Windows 10 on Xbox, because that's going to be a lot of fun too. That should really tie in the whole ecosystem of the Windows 10 community. And I can tell you this too: don't expect a Windows 10 Mobile release next week. Somebody asked; they said, "Hey, Brad, is Windows 10 Mobile review going to go live next week?" No. Anybody who reviews Windows 10 Mobile next week, um, discredit them. Because that's, one, it's not done. And the reason why it's not done, if I don't know how well this is known. I, I just throw this out there. So the reason why Windows 10 was not done, uh, 10 Mobile is not done, is that they had to reprioritize to Windows 10 Desktop. And they, there was an engineering shift to push for the desktop. They could, not, they could not do both at the same time it came to that realization. And so they moved 
resources to the desktop team to make sure that that was done. That's why Windows 10 has mobile is, I don't want to call it delayed, I guess you could, from their initial announcement, uh, or initial internal guidelines, but never publicly. But um, yeah, that's why Windows 10 Mobile was kind of lagging. And it has shaped up a lot better in these more recent releases, but it's still pretty far away from being um, you know, ready for, for the consumers around the world. So that's just a little fun tidbit about that. Um, the specs leak that came out earlier too this week, the Lumia 550, 715, 850 from Windows Mobile Power User, they, uh, those, are, those specs are all believed to be canceled phones. So keep that in mind, that those phones may not see the light of day. And based on their specs, it kind of seems hopeful that that won't happen. Um, Microsoft did a lot of chopping on future products when they did this write-down and light-off employees in that division. So keep that in mind, that those phones are probably canceled at this point. And not too surprising, because Microsoft seemed like they were releasing a phone every like six weeks or something. Something crazy. And uh, to draw a parallel, HTC did this when Android came out, actually. It's like Nokia didn't look at the tea leaves of what a of HTC did. HTC just flooded the market with Android phones, just slight deviations. And it worked for like a year, maybe two years max. And then all of a sudden, HTC now is just in a world of hurt because they ramped up for all this production. They ramped up with all these employees. And then all of a sudden, it's just people don't really care about these slight deviations. They really don't. Um, people, at least in the U.S., generally speaking, buy phones once every two years. And so you only need, this is why Apple and Samsung's model work, is you only, well, Samsung floods their market with their own deviations of their own flagship. But uh, the reason why Apple's model works is people don't generally buy more than one phone um, a year. And that's pretty aggressive. So you only need one phone every other year to appease most people. So they just do one phone a year, it appeases everybody on a two-year cycle. And that's, I think, where Microsoft is moving to, is more of that strigid, strigid, rigid release cycle, um, less deviations, more differentiation between the, the lineup and all that good stuff. So it's kind of wrapping up most of what I had. I don't know if anybody has any questions. There's a lot of people in the chat room. But, um, oh, also released this, leaked this week. Uh, we saw Cortana on Android. And it's a leak, but if you did sign up for the leak, make sure to check out Neowin, because there is an official way to get into the Android testing program. And so how this leak actually came about is that Microsoft opened up a small private testing group publicly. And one of those, bless one of, one of those people who got into the program just took the APK and just chucked it out to the world. Um, the problem is, and now I, I can't officially verify this because I'm not totally positive how the whole program um, was created, is that if you just installed the APK, you may not be getting the updates um, for Cortana, potentially. I'm not super positive on that. That's what Microsoft told me. They said they really should go through the official route. That way they make sure they get the updates. That's what I was told. So just keep that in mind that if you did chuck that APK on there, um, it you know, it may not get updated. Ironically, the APK will not work for me. I can open the app. I can get through some of the sort of intro screens, but as soon as I try to log in with any Microsoft account, um, the app crashes. 
actually, this is how I got to talk to Microsoft was I was complaining about it. And they wanted to know what phone. They wanted my telemetry data of why I couldn't get it to run because they're now testing it publicly. And they said, hey, Brad, give us all your information. And I said, hey, guys, tell me everything you know. Um, that's generally how these things kind of work. And so that's when they told me, I said, hey, make sure you go through the official process. Make sure you do all this stuff. And then I gave them my information, what phone I was using, uh, which I have one Android phone in my house. And it's a Droid Ultra. And it just, it's an older phone, but it had the right, Specs. I mean, it still had Android, what, 4.4.4 KitKat? So it had, you know, the right OS and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, just could not pull it off with this equipment. But so far, that's the, uh, you guys, I think that's the Redmond report. I like to keep these things under an hour, because if they do, then it just kind of turns into rambling. So this has been the Redmond report. It is the last Redmond report before the launch of Windows 10. Next week is going to be crazy in the world of Microsoft. Expect a lot of pomp and circumstance from the company. Um, expect Windows 8 market share to start to decline. Um, also of note, on July 29th, you may not be getting Windows 10 if you are not part of the Insider program as it is a staged rollout. But next week should be a lot of fun. Keep your eyes on all things Microsoft, and especially on you, and we'll make sure you are you know, up to date on this stuff. But that's been the Redmond Report. It is July 24th, 2015. Thanks for listening.